Hello and welcome to Paper Boys, the podcast where we unravel the research papers behind the latest major headlines in science. Except this week, we're going to do things a little bit differently because it is January 2nd, 2020. Happy New Year. Happy New Year, everyone. Hopefully your hangovers are subsiding. Hopefully we're not jinxing this by... <laughs> no, it is the New Year. It is the New Year. It's a great yeah. New Year. Yeah. Are you suggesting that sometime between now when we're recording and January 2nd, the world will end? It's possible. And maybe this is the last recording of humanity that's left that's to future true. travelers. They At least this on the golden record. Yes. That will never launch again because humanity has been destroyed. Well, you know, Matthew McConaughey will come back, start working for future NASA. True. They'll send him up eventually. True. Future NASA. But the reason why today is different is James and I are off on vacation. We're sitting on the beach sipping some pina coladas. So we're doing kind of a low... So we're, we're, getting doing, in, we're getting introspective. We're getting introspective. You don't, know? don't downplay the effort. This is a lot of effort. <laughs> yeah. So we thought that for this episode, we would just take a look back at some of the episodes that we covered in the past year and some of the, more importantly, some of the research we didn't get to cover in the past year. So, sort of like a 2019 in review memorandum of, of what we covered. I mean, for all the episodes that we did cover, of which there were 52, not including the bonus episodes that are on our Patreon there were many others that uh, didn't make the cut for whatever reason. Not because of the quality. They're all special in their own way. But, I mean, in 52 weeks, you can only do 52 papers. And there are thousands of papers published every day. And, okay, so that comment already makes me think about, you know, paper boys as it in the podcasting landscape. So I listened to a couple other pod, uh, science podcasts. Mm -hmm. And what I noticed is that they cover a lot of science. At sort of a not a, I won't say a surface level, but at a sort of like here's the abstract of what happened. This is a cool thing, quick discussion, and then move on to the next thing. And so it's like maybe ten minutes on each topic, and so they can cover five, six new pieces of science news a week. Yeah, and that's extremely valuable, and I love those podcasts. I think we're off. We're doing something completely different, which is diving really deep into one subject, which does limit the amount of different science that we can cover. So, yeah, absolutely. And I've actually heard this from a couple Paper Boys fans. They appreciate it. I was like, I brought up this suggestion. Do you think we should make episodes shorter? And they said specifically no, because there's already a lot of science media out there that does short, quick coverage of many different topics. So and, Yeah, and that's how I feel too. I, I feel like we're offering something good here. And I'm glad that people that it resonates with people. But Yeah, even if they don't like it, it's still beneficial for myself and you as grad students. So. Yeah. So anyway, with that all said, this episode will be like those podcasts. We're going to cover, you know, probably 10 different small things and just say, here's some research we never got to. And uh, we hope you enjoy it. Kick back, relax, enjoy your new Christmas presents, nurse your hangover and uh, join us. Welcome. Join us. Drink the Kool-Aid. <laughs> Drink the Paper Boys Kool-Aid. Yeah. This is a great time for a plug. It's a new year, new start. If you're interested in getting more involved with Paperboys, definitely check us out on Patreon, patreon.com slash Paperboys. What better paper way? Paperboys pod. <laughs> Bring paper it in the new pod. year well, James. I think I say Paperboys every single time. I think you But it uh, just has the ring. So pa patreon.com slash Paperboys pod. What better way to get 
you know, 12 new bonus episodes on exciting topics every month of the year to expand your scientific horizons. But last year, we covered some great topics. Stanford Prison Experiment, the Eclipse, the crazy one about the rats of Nim, uh-huh. and the actual experiments yeah. with that, with the four horsemen of the apocalypse um, somehow being cited in the introduction. <laughs> yeah, super creepy. I mean, the, truthfully, reading those papers and presenting on them has changed my perception on a day-to-day basis. So hopefully the listeners feel the same way. Totally. It's like a whole new historical context for uh, some of the science that you probably hear about all the time. And on top of that, so you get those bonus episodes for pie dollars, but if you come in at 667, you get bonus videos, which we had a trial run of in December, which didn't go super well. But James and I bought new cameras, looking at you, because I'm actually filming myself right now. And uh, so we bought these new fancy cameras. We got some new lighting setups, and we're kind of we're kind of winging it. But uh, the video content is legit now, and um, there will be some good previews of that that you can check out if you want to see what that looks like and what what uh, you'll be getting at that tier. It's hard to think of a better way to ring in the new year, if I'm being honest. That's true. And 100% objective. Yeah, that's what all the philosophers say. Every new year, you have to start a new Patreon tier. Yes, that corresponds to the gravitational constant. Yes, yes, which they knew, of course, back in ancient times. They created it. They knew about 6.67 times 10 to the minus 11. Yep. Cool. Well, why don't we dive in? Let's dive in. Or dive out, rather. Dive? (laughs) Zoom out on 2019. But maybe it's like the more you dive out, the more you dive in, man. Whoa. Just to channel my inner Matthew McConaughey for a second. Yeah. No, I like that. You should be behind the wheel of a Lincoln right now. I know. We need to record our next series of episodes from the Lincoln. Yes. Although, given the lighting troubles that we've already had just in a regular apartment, I'm not sure we're going to have a good time filming in a Lincoln at night. Hey, what would Matthew McConaughey do? Good he point. would do it. He, he would do it. <laughs> okay. So, I thought that why don't uh, we kind of go over a couple of the things a couple of the papers that I never really got to cover that I really wanted to. Yeah. So now there's a bunch of shout outs I want to give. There was a lot of other research that listeners sent us that even more so I wanted to uh, cover. But yeah, it's, it's sad that we can't get to everyone's recommendations. It's just a limit of time. But yeah, who do you want to thank in particular? Well, so some shout outs. Uh, first of all, so Cassidy Roberts and Raul Gross sent me a suggestion like several months ago about how I guess so Michelle Obama had been back when Barack Obama was president had been taking up up some initiative to have kids eating healthier foods and uh, I think she specifically pointed to some study that suggests kids are more likely to eat fruits and whole foods when you put like tv show characters on them so Mm -hmm. have you ever been to you know in the in the supermarket you're walking by like the bananas and just those little like banana stickers will have, you know, Big Bird on it or something. Yeah. Oh, that's her. Michelle Obama's initiative. Well, it, it's like what? Yeah. An initiative that she uh, was touting. It wasn't like her idea. But okay. it's, based, it's based in actual science is that, you know, when you do this, uh, kids are more likely to take those foods. But the initiative. So she was just sort of touting this initiative and trying to get more people on board this initiative has existed and has been putting stickers of little characters on our fruit for years yeah is that what you're telling me yeah so i think the science says if you do it kids will eat it and then michelle obama says hey look we should do this science even supports you know science even backs it up it's not just me you know saying stuff she should have gone in with al gore and 
convince them how much better it's going to make the world too, right? Yeah, exactly. Get a, get like a scissor lift and, you know, <laughs> catastrophic. <laughs> catastrophic. But it's so good for our children. Yeah. So anyway, I there wasn't really like a particular headline, I guess, that really ever ended up coming up that was super relevant. So I, uh, I never really got to do an actual episode on it. But I did sort of dig into the research. And the actual study, interestingly, that Michelle Obama was pointing to has actually been retracted from the journal that it was put in. It was retracted. Yeah. Wow. So this was super interesting. And uh, sounding a little bit like our bonus episode from last month. For this month. You're talking about anti-vaccine? Yeah. It's all this time travel is just throwing uh, out my I know. It's I a little weird. My calendar. It's currently yeah. like mid-December, but. Yeah. We have a bonus episode out, if you're not aware, about uh, anti-vax. Yeah. And specifically although, the retracted paper. Although this like food, you know, <laughs> kids character study different. is retracted like not at all for the same reasons that that one's retracted. Yeah, that one was horrible. So I guess it was retracted because it had some inaccuracies. Like I think the main problem with it had to do with which age group was actually being studied. And so they were kind of making interpretations about a certain age group that was not really what was being researched. Okay. But then, so I skimmed around some other literature that talks about that paper and also just this general subject. And it's like, obviously like a pretty hot topic. Of course. And uh, some studies showed that, yes, kids are actually more willing to try healthy foods when they're branded with like a popular character. Mm -hmm. Other studies say it has nothing to do with the characters. It's actually just like, you don't need to do that type of marketing. It's really just about like normalizing whole foods in kids' lives, basically. Oh, Okay. And this maybe is just one way of doing it, I guess. Hmm. Anyway, so there's all this kind of different research. And I did sort of want, I wanted to do an episode about it. But um, ultimately, there was no like big burst of news that ever came out about this. So it never really became as topical as I hoped that it would. Yeah. Well, it sounds like you still dug into it quite a bit. Yeah, a little bit. So yeah, hopefully that, I guess, scratches the itch. That would have been a cool one to do. Scratch the peel of the banana, as they say. <laughs> yeah. Pull the peel back a bit. Yeah. I mean, uh, one interesting one that I was going to do came out from listener uh, Morgan Kelly. Not sure if you know her, Charlie. Um, yeah, she's my roommate. <laughs> this was uh, one about the connections between flossing and brushing your teeth and how that could help prevent Alzheimer's disease. This is an interesting one. There's more and more talk about uh, the effects of the bacteria in your body on things like pain, mental disorders. Like there are some links, but I think between gut bacteria and depression or gut bacteria and autism. And, you know, this is an interesting link. And essentially yeah. they were finding a lot of the same bacteria that you find in like cases of gingivitis in brains that were suffering from Alzheimer's disease. Wow. And That's crazy. I mean, I know there's already like a lot of uh, link between gingivitis and like heart disease too, right? Yeah, I believe so. I believe so. Um, so your brain too. Man, actually, I didn't know that. Man, <laughs> I say, I, yeah, I believe so. I, I didn't know that. That's interesting. I'm just going to go ahead and say uh, brushing your teeth gets like such bad marketing. <laughs> In what way? Well, like when you're a kid, it's like just your parents nagging you to brush your teeth. Yeah. They're not sitting there being like, hey, Charlie, you like science, right? I'd be like, yeah, I love science. I'm a kid. <laughs> Kids always like science. I'd be like, hey, this study says that your brain is going to rot and decay when you're an old man if you don't brush your teeth and i'd be like yay <laughs> hey mom i'm preventing my brain from decaying it's like <laughs> yeah. everyone can get behind that yeah exactly yeah 
Well, hopefully this study will do that. And parents will say, now, young Jeffrey, if you had, been, if you had read your science advances, uh-huh. you would know that P. gingivitis shows up equally. <laughs> you know, um, yeah. they're going to be like, am I going to have to touch your toothbrush? <laughs> Make sure it's wet. I can't help but think that this is this is just like a very roundabout way of this is like how uh, a science podcast host's wife would nag him about needing to brush his teeth. <laughs> she can't just nag me to brush my teeth. She's got to be like, hey, you should do an episode on this thing that will subtly change your behavior. <laughs> well, there you go. Charlie, has it changed your behavior? Yes. Although not this study. The fact that I flossed a piece of my tooth out of my mouth like two weeks ago. Uh-oh. Well, don't go to grad school, kids. <laughs> I mean, maybe this is the change, but it's a really long paper. There are a lot of graphs, very science heavy. Seems really interesting. I was starting to read it, honestly, and it was like finals week and I was just kind of crunched. So, yeah. Uh, Morgan, great recommendation. Sorry we didn't treat it, but I actually am going to dive into this paper because A, I'm interested, and B, uh, there are dentists in the family. I was so. going to say, you come from a family of dentists. Yeah, the rogue engineer. Just send it to them and then make them do it. Have them start their own podcast. Yeah. <laughs> the Dental Science Podcast. Yeah. That'd so, be it. Uh, there was another one that I really wanted to do, but it was similar like what you just described. When I finally dug into the paper, I was like, oof, this is very hard to read. Yeah. Which one was this? Um, so, Kira Russo suggested a paper way back when that linked household cleaning products to making babies fat. Whoa. And this was like the weirdest connection I could I've like ever heard of. Yeah. But so I guess they studied 757 infants and they said the quote the abundance of specific gut microbiota was associated with household cleaning uh with disinfectants and eco-friendly products in a dose dependent manner. So mm-hmm. if you use Cleaning products that are like more, you know, chemical and bad and I don't know, what's buzzword, GMO-y and yeah, um, it actually increased like the odds of obesity in three-year-olds. Really? And then if you use more eco-friendly cleaning products, like stuff that's green, not just in color, it actually decreased the odds of your baby being obese. That just seems like some strange correlation. Well, so it wasn't just like, you know, let's look at the cleaning products and the obesity. Who cares what's going on in between? They also looked at like their their gut biome. Really? Big buzzword in science these days. Yeah. And they found like these specific bacteria that you could trace that correlated with the, you know, eco-friendliness of the cleaning products. Okay. And those, I guess... Bacteria are then what is related to the obesity. So I could see that, but also it's like, I don't know. I didn't read the paper. Did they do any controls for income or anything like that? Because it's like, dude, the green soap is like expensive. Green products in general are very expensive. So it's like, if you can probably afford that and you're buying those on a regular basis, when you have kids, which is like an expensive time of life, anyways, like, I wonder if you're, you have enough means to prep good food and buy it, you know. That's a really good point. I don't know because I never got to read the full paper. Dang. So all of this is to say why we do deep dives, you know? Yeah. I wish I could answer that question. But so again, we'll post that on the site so you can go, you know, research it yourself a bit if you're interested. Yeah. Man, I got it really excited there. 
Yeah, I should have done an episode on it. I'm sorry. It was another one of those things where it was like the week that I was going to do it, I was really busy. It was like probably exams and you start the paper and you're like, oh boy, this is really hard to understand. (laughs) And then you've got a tab next to it with like a three pager on, you know, Mars. And I'm like, oh, I could do this any day of the week. Yeah. There are papers that are like fun and relaxing to read or like papers that are like semi-related to research that are like, I'm working right now. Yeah, uh, it feels productive. Yeah. Um, I can't say I have much of a need for knowledge about fat babies in my life. <laughs> Not yet. Not yet. Not, Not yet. yet. One that I thought was interesting, I didn't get to. This was about your phone revealing your radiation exposure after a nuclear disaster. Wait, what? Yeah. So if there's a nuclear disaster, one problem that would come up is, you know, people aren't just wearing dosimeters or like devices for measuring their radiation exposure every day Hmm. so how do you triage people to determine like who's received the most radiation who needs the most immediate care versus who can wait a little bit oh but so how do you measure that with a phone so this is kind of cool your phone is consists of a lot of compact electronics that are integrated to a small package and inside of there they use these things called surface mount resistors Hmm. um it's an electrical component just like a capacitor or an inductor. They're small little ceramic elements. It turns out that if you take these resistors, you expose them to radiation, and then afterwards you heat them up and look at the light that they emit, you can determine how much radiation they've been exposed to. Are you serious? On a rough scale, yeah. I mean, I, I didn't read the paper. I just looked at some of the news headlines. But uh, it's pretty cool, this research out of North Carolina State. That's really cool. So... I'm going to ask a bunch of questions that you probably don't have the answer to either. But like, what's the timescale of, of doing that? Like if you had someone who needs treatment in the next 20 minutes, dependent on how much they've been exposed, are you going to be able to bust that phone open and do this whole procedure and test that? I have no idea. <laughs> to be honest, uh, I didn't gather that, so I'm not totally sure. But uh, they tested just it. Delete with... this whole episode. <laughs> We're putting nothing of value into the world. I know. No, but I I think it's an interesting paper and I'll put it out there. And I think it's a neat uh, expose on like some really important research that's going on uh, at universities. But like a lot of the government labs look at this. They think of these like these really big crisis scenarios that are very multidisciplinary and could, you know, could very well happen. If there's a nuclear yeah. disaster like Fukushima, like using what we have, how can we get the most value out of it? Yeah, you're right. At least it provides more information than you would have otherwise. Yes. You know, without all of us having to like wear some sort of armband that's going to measure radiation. Yeah. Yeah. That's pretty cool. Yeah. Again, it was I'm bummed that we didn't do that because I have a bunch of questions now. I know. It's almost like uh, it's painful. It's painful doing this. It is. So there was one other one that I was going to do. This was recommended by Pavlushka EKT on Twitter. Uh, his name is Pavel Bazin. I hope I said that right. I probably didn't. He's a longtime listener, and uh, he sent us a couple cool ones. But this is one that I really wanted to do an episode on, and it had to do with a a black this like super massive black black hole that had an accretion disk around it, which I guess is like not commonly found with super massive black holes. Huh. And I did this stupid thing. I read a news article. And the news article said, uh, Hubble uncovers black hole disk that shouldn't exist. 
And so I sent out this tweet that said, uh, scientists found a black hole. It violates our understanding of relativity. WTF is going on at Albert Einstein. <laughs> so, uh, so I sent out this tweet having only read the news articles. And then the first author of the paper saw my tweet and replied. Stefano Bianchi said, uh, it does not violate relativity. What we see is indeed in perfect agreement with it. The surprise is that such an accretion disk is expected only around black holes accreting much more matter, such as the luminous quasars, while it should not form in low accreting objects like the one that we saw here. Hmm. So like I got called out by the paper author. For what we do best. For ex I made Presumably. the exact mistake that we like to call out. That's great. That's proof that there's, I mean, there's a reason that you can't just go off what you read in the news articles. Yeah. So, wow. I mean, and it was it was kind of more of like a semantic point, I guess. Like, but I felt really bad. I was no, just like, I'm, "Oh crap!" I was like, "As a paperboy, I should know better than to say something like that." It's a learning experience. And so I told him that I would do an episode on uh, on his paper, and I. But then the pressure got to me. I couldn't do it. Dang! I was so afraid because he corrected me already. I was like, "Oh no, I, I'm not. I can't put myself out there like that." Man, well, to 2020. <laughs> When we take those leaps of faith into the accretion disks. Yeah. And just like so, Matthew McConaughey. Dead. Yes. Wow. Just like Matthew McConaughey. 2020 is going to be a year of Matthew McConaughey. Hanging 10 with Paul Rudd. Yeah. So, so I mean, that said, we have done papers where we've, the authors of the papers have actually reached out to us and this said, actually, like, hey, I heard your episode. It was a good year for that, actually. Yeah. Just recently, actually, uh, Alice Dare W. Clark, who was um, an author on the paper that did like the artificial tongue tasting different whiskeys. Yeah. He heard our episode and tweeted at us and said, just found your podcast on our whiskey tongue paper. Really liked it. Thanks for the coverage. Hey, so that's that was awesome. Exciting. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, we had some interaction with, I think, another team at University of Glasgow for the, uh, it was one of the neuroscience ones on your brain and how fast it sees and if it can predict into the future. Seeing the future. Yeah. 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 That was a fun one. We also heard back from the author of that one about Stonehenge. How they may have used pig fat to grease their oh, sledges. that's right. Yeah. She really liked her episode. She had a couple like pieces of feedback and kind of, I guess, semantic points to, to say. So, Perhaps a, a paper boy's goal of 2020 will be to reach out to more authors of the papers. Yeah. Get feedback. Yeah. And so interestingly, you know, I mean, the Stonehenge one, I think we sent her the episode. Mm -hmm. And surprisingly, she responded like the next day and said, yeah, I listened to it and it was great. The whiskey tongue one, totally out of the blue. We did not send that to anyone related to the research. They just found it on their or like organically. It's funny how that permeates. Yeah, it's fun. Actually, yeah. uh, fairly early on, this was kind of a cool like I felt like a celebrity moment. Fairly early on in Paper Boys, I think this was technically 2018, so I really shouldn't talk about it today. But Shh. so one of our first episodes was about that lab that created like a magnetic field. That blew up their equipment. Yeah, in Japan. Yeah. And um, I was sitting in my office like a couple weeks later and one of my one of my coworkers comes in and he's like, hey, uh, oh, he, he's like, hey, you know, I have a buddy who he's like a grad student at MIT and and he um, yesterday he called me up and he's like, hey, do you know a guy named Charlie who's researching, you know, plasma at University of Washington? And he was like, yeah, I sit right next to him. And he was like, oh, no way. Uh, I listened to this podcast. I think it's his podcast. 
Whoa. And it was like this funny like thing. You know, I had never sent it to either of them and like but this guy just made this connection and asked his friend and dang. I was like, "Wow, I'm uh I'm famous. You're famous." Except not at all. <laughs> uh, within a small crowd, you're yeah. very famous. Uh, but so that episode I think was directly relevant to that guy's research. And then he ended up doing um a grad student highlight for us. I liked his. This yeah. is good. Yeah. yeah. Fusion at MIT. Man. Well, so maybe we can quickly just fire through a couple of the other even just the headlines of some of the ones that were catching our attention this year and we just didn't get to. I mean, there's a long, we have a long bucket list of papers. Uh, it's sad to sad to see some go, but we may actually have to clean them out. I know, yeah. There there were a bunch that we didn't do. There was a good one, didn't get to, beginning of the year. This was in February. Young bone marrow rejuvenates aging mouse brains. They transplanted bone marrow from young mice into older mice. And saw cognitive improvements. Man, the more the more the more of these we go over, the more like sad I am that we never did episodes on these. I know micro implants that were helping to restore standing and walking. Another one about intermittent fasting. Uh, really, clinical study finds eating within ten hour window may help stave off diabetes and heart disease. Wow, I mean that's pretty much what we found on the intermittent fasting one, though. Yeah, I guess this is just it's fun after we do an episode. This is another thing, you know. 72 episodes and you start to see cycles in the news of things that are like very similar or on topic and you see studies that cite past research that we've covered already you know yeah like the health and environmental impact uh side of the egg study yeah um you see a lot of these cycles and we've seen like a few rounds of finding water and ice on mars in different you know to different degrees and different yeah, experiments totally um so it's neat you, these like random headlines pop up and you're like oh yeah you get a little better sense of what's happening there and hopefully the listeners feel the same way yeah i feel like it, it overall just doing the podcast has given me a much better like uh like a quicker eye i guess for detecting like important science in the news yeah there's always something that they're telling you is important and it becomes easier as you do more of these to start to identify right away like oh that's actually a big deal mm-hmm. or that's you know that's just sensational yeah absolutely so before we wrap it up i want maybe this will be kind of the conclusion to this whole little year in review i wanted to give a couple little paper plate awards paper plates to our episodes so i really what i was doing is i was going through all of our episodes from 2019 Mm -hmm. and i was just kind of picking out like oh i really liked this one and i really liked that one and uh so i wrapped them all up and i have a little award for each one um so in chronological order and I want to hear your reactions on these episodes. Okay. So uh, the Mind in the Gutter Award goes to how often did humans breed with Neanderthals? That was a fun episode. It I was think fun, yeah. Uh, that was our first one of 2019. Fair. Okay. That was a whole year ago. Can you believe that? No. I think about that episode a lot, too. Yeah. Yeah. It's funny because scrolling through, I was like, wow, some of these, I mean, I remember vividly like recording them and I remember all the details when I see it again. But I'm like, I haven't really thought about that since we covered it. Yeah. Other ones I think about all the time. Yeah. I mean, it's a lot to keep track of. Okay. I I agree with your paper plate award. <laughs> okay. Uh, the Makes Me Wish I Were a Different Organism award goes to How Did Targetigrades Become Immortal? Yeah. Live forever. Yeah. Those and go anywhere bears. without a spacesuit. Yeah. There are water bears living on the moon right now. Yeah. Thank Thanks. you. Thanks a lot, Israel. <laughs> <laughs> um okay what's the next one i'm excited for these these are great 
uh the ruined my diet award can you guess eggs episode Uh uh-huh are eggs really bad for you was the episode that ruined my diet yes and the diet of hundreds of other people yeah that's probably also the award for most frequently referenced by ourselves and other people yeah most uh complained about by our listeners just generally most controversial episode we've ever done agreed coolest science moment of 2019 can you guess black hole yeah when we imaged a black hole i say we i mean humanity we did i mean by humanity i mean a specific team of people that worked really hard to do it (laughs) yeah that was awesome that was huge that was really big i feel like that was like a collective moment for like everyone in the world you know i mean maybe we won't remember it all in you know 50 years or whatever i mean the image will still be remembered but matthew mcconaughey will remember it forever that's true you know he'll he'll even remember it in the past and for all time and in the future yeah wow so true okay that was i mean yeah that was a fun episode to do too that was yeah that was really cool favorite study was are you gonna try and guess your favorite study yeah so now that we're talking about subjective from my point okay here my favorite study enceladus no so i mean if enceladus hadn't been like last week i probably would have picked it okay but i felt like you know i don't want to be tainted by just the the recency effect true (laughs) my my favorite effect (laughs) okay Uh, but i also don't want to be tainted by the primacy effect you know so i picked something in the middle (laughs) (laughs) the okay anyways what was it it was was, uh, does human endurance have a hard limit great study would you have guessed that that was my favorite study no, I because I did. A... I just tried to guess. <laughs> um, Great point. But that that one actually is really interesting. I think about that one a lot too. Yeah, it's not something that like. Uh, well, I kind of do. It does change the way that I think a little bit, but it doesn't like change my daily habits. But when I, I think back on it, I'm like, that was just such a cool concept, a cool way of presenting it, and like a cool idea to think to find that data. I remember the graph too. Yeah, the log, the log plot. Over time, yeah, everything matches up. The uh, the hockey stick shape, yeah. Okay, best bonus episode. So we only, you know, we had fifty two regular episodes to choose from. Mm-hmm. So bonus episodes, we only had six this year. Uh, so I just picked a best one. Rats of Nim. Yeah. What happened to the mice of Universe Twenty Five? That was just like straight up creepy and disgusting, horrifying, fascinating. Fascinating. That was a great one. Damn, you know, I bring it up all the time, but it's like, how can you cite uh, revelations in an, in a scientific paper? <laughs> yeah. Blows my mind. Yeah. I mean, you say that as though that's the weirdest thing that, that he did. No. <laughs> but he built a whole city for thousands of rats and like lived with them. For full, uh, full disclosure, I went out to get a drink with some classmates before this mm-hmm. and like, you know. It's a very dense environment where like people are congregating to eat and drink. And I'm like, oh, my God, this is rats and them. I was just thinking about it. Yeah. And there's a bunch of little bars and watering holes along the street that anyone can choose from, you know, much like the rats. Much like the rats. Yeah. So short little plug for uh, patreon.com slash paperboyspod. <laughs> if you want to check out that bonus episode. Another paper plate award for also ruined my diet. Intermittent fasting. Intermittent fasting. Uh, but it's actually been great. I, know, I do I say right. ruined. It just means that it changed my diet. Change it. Yeah. Breakfast is great. But yeah. So first we came after your favorite breakfast food. And then we just came after breakfast, period. That was uh, that was easier to handle actually. 
Because then I didn't want eggs. That's you know? true, yeah. Wait. It balanced it. Oh, you're saying, well, now that you don't want eggs, why even have breakfast? Well, because the first one, it's like, don't eat eggs. They're bad for you. Mm-hmm. And you're like, great. And then it's like, well, if you don't eat eggs and you just don't eat anything, it's actually really good for you. It's like a slightly different incentive system. I see what you say. you're saying. It's not punishment. It's a... Uh... It's reward. Reinforcement. Reinforcement. And then it's like, and then eat as much as you want over a 10-hour period and you'll be fine because yeah, you can't eat that much anyways. Yeah. Actually, since since stopping eating breakfast, I feel way less guilty about like just chowing down on dessert after dinner. Mm-hmm. I actually, yeah, I'm like, I seriously think I'm more productive and focused when I'm in lab. I enjoy, I enjoy my meals a lot. I take time to eat them because I save time by not having to make breakfast. Yeah, I can't say that I take my time with my other meals. I still wolf them down like a creature, but... More uh, deliberate mental time. I see. It's yeah. a meditation. It's mm, a meditation term. Yes, a beautiful communal moment. Yeah. What's um, n- what's next? So, last one is most mind-blowing paper that made me feel Hank's 10 with Paul Rudd. <laughs> a new emotion <laughs> that we've coined here on the show. Hank's 10 with Paul Rudd. Um, and again, I know... You were going to say Enceladus. I didn't pick Enceladus for any of these because we just nerded out about it so much like two weeks ago, but three weeks ago. Um, wow. Most hangs down at the Paul Rudd episode. <laughs> it was uh, another space episode. We've had a lot. There's a really oh. cool figure in this one. Oh, black hole. The black, the planet the size nine. of grapefruit. Is planet nine actually a black hole was the episode. That was a good episode. I think about that paper all the time. Wow. Which we've said for all these, but yeah, but that's why they're making the Hall of Fame paper plate award list. Yeah, on which the black hole would fit, dude. I should have called these the Planet Nine Black Hole Awards. Planet Nine Black Hole fits on a tape. Actually, the black hole would be the size of a paper plate. Yeah, man, that would have been cool. Even talking about it now, months later, I'm still, I'm still not over how cool that is. Wow. Yeah. I mean, that was a fun paper. Yeah. I still I have the picture. Picture of you holding holding the size of the black hole. Mm-hmm. I have on a black hole framed on my wall. <laughs> it's not just a hole in the wall. <laughs> yeah, where I threw a grapefruit through it. <laughs> For science. For science. Um, if you're listening still and you're still with us, <laughs> let us know which episodes you think deserve a paper plate award. We'd love to hear. Yeah, come up with your own paper plate awards. Yeah. Send us those on Twitter and Instagram at paperboyspod is our handle. Yeah, and you could even send it to us on Patreon if uh, the paper plate is what breaks the camel's back. <laughs> I'm mixing. Uh, what? <laughs> what are you talking about? It's an about? old proverb. You wouldn't get it. Okay. Um, yeah. Well, it's been a great year. Been a great year for podcasting. Been a great year for science. The first full year of Paper Boys. True. First of many. Truth be told. I can't wait. I can't wait for another year. I can't wait to see what exciting science the new year will hold. I know. Probably be just as exciting as last year's. Except now we go in with a good base. Yeah, that's good true. Base knowledge. Yeah, so thanks for sticking with us through this. Again, please check out the Patreon, patreon.com slash paperboyspod. Uh, you can get access now to our bonus episode videos. So if the bonus episodes weren't enticing enough, which I guess they probably weren't if you're not on the Patreon yet, but uh, the videos are an extra little incentive there. And I have to say, James and I are both extremely handsome people. So it's worth watching. <laughs> Objectively. 
objectively, objectively. Yes. I've been told by many of our listeners who coincidentally are my wife and my mom, but and lab mates. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah, we really appreciate you guys listening for the last year. Hope you'll continue listening for this next year and that you'll join us again next week for another exciting edition of Paper Boys. <laughs>